Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Squirrel! No, that's true. That's true. We are a total... Dude, we get off on these tangents sometimes. Boom, buckshot. <laughs> it's like you are shooting birdshot at a target from 100 yards away. There is just shit everywhere. And it's their fault for giving us so much to talk about. Oh, dude, it is. God, we got so much to talk about. I want to start with Kamala. Kamala. So CNN runs a story... And I don't understand what's going on with CNN right now, but CNN runs a story where they are saying that basically Kamala's people are coming out and blaming Biden for Kamala's dismal ratings, right? It's, it's all their fault. And what makes it even more fun, though, is that Jen Psaki comes out and she defends Kamala Harris, right? now. Well, well the CNN uh, headline is exasperation and dysfunction inside Kamala Harris's frustrating start. Now, this is president. not coming from Kamala herself, but it is coming from her staff. Uh, there are people coming out that are saying that it's basically uh, racism, right? It's because she's a black woman. She's not getting support from Biden, blah, da, yada, yada. It's the same racist crap that we always keep hearing, right? It's and not because she's in charge of the border? No, no. It's not because she's in charge of the border and nothing's being done, mm. right? No, it's not that. It's okay. not that. It's not that she's not doing anything. It's not that her approval rating across America is at 28%. It's not that. It's because she's black and we are not ready to accept that. Neither is Joe, apparently. Uh, but based on Joe's past statements, that might be true. So I wonder if it's more about the White House needing the fall guy to... Well, but they got a fall guy. Well, yeah, but he's 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 heading south too. So they need someone to look a little worse. And she's been in the background not doing much of anything. But no, see, that doesn't make any sense to me because they have a fall guy. They got a fall guy with Biden. Biden is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. You would think the Democrats would be propping her up like she is going to come in and save the day. This is who the president should have been. She's going to come in and save the day. But she's at 28%. 28%. That's worse than Pence. No, not Pence, but um, Cheney. That is worse <laughs> than Cheney. Cheney, I think, was at 30%. And he was a warmonger. <laughs> he like literally wanted to go to war with every country in the world all the time. Yeah, yeah. Not, it, not because he had a bunch of stock and co-ownership and like. Right, like uh, Raytheon, maybe. No, was uh, it Raytheon. It was. Well, who? Oh, seriously, I'm not even. I'm not even being dramatic or funny here. Who was the? Uh, who was the contractor? Black? What? No, 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 no. It was um. No oh, squirrel. God damn, dude! I Man, can't remember no. who the contractor was, but but yeah, I mean everything was dirty, right? He had all this stock tied up in no big people contracts. that were going to be doing the work. Yeah, and he just wanted to keep going to war. His approval ratings better than Kamala Harris. Wow. So Jen Psaki comes out to, to defend Kamala Harris in a tweet. And she says, for anyone who needs to hear it, at VP is not only a vital partner to at POTUS, but a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing the country from voting rights to addressing root causes of migration to expanding broadband comes out to, to defend her. Do you think that the president could have said that without a teleprompter? Like from a piece of paper and, and said the same thing. Cause if, if Jen says it, then he mean he really means it, right? Well, I don't think so, dude, because <laughs> the the comments on it are gold. You mean underneath Jen's tweet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see, hold on. Uh, here it is. Ian Miles, uh, I think it's Chang. I don't C H E O N G. He's a writer. He says, Jen Saki throwing out the subtlest of shades at Kamala Harris, reminding Kamala that what her job is and how bad she is at it. <laughs> That's 
hilarious. The, but, fir- the first one underneath it is, you aren't fooling anyone. <laughs> That's a blue check. Another blue check said, so did he? Robert, did, he sh- <laughs> did he shit his pants or no? Like, <laughs> Robert Trzinski, if you have to say this, you're already losing. <laughs> this other chick said, I read this in a fake French accent. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, I mean, we can keep going just in comments, I think. Uh, <laughs> How is all that stuff going, by the way? <laughs> well, hey, here's what we were just talking about Brian Dean Wright, former CIA officer. Yeah, I know him. Kamala's approval rating sits at 28%. That's a record breaker, with mm-hmm. Harris beating out warmonger Dick Cheney and his record low of 30 set back in 2007. She is getting smoked on Twitter right now. Hardly the kind of thing you would write if you had any complete confidence. And let's see the last one here. (laughs) Arthur Schwartz, political strategist. You know Kamala's in bad shape when she needs Biden and his piss poor approval ratings to vouch for her. And Biden wouldn't even do it himself. He sent out his flack who has been mercilessly trashing the VP to the press. Right. The fact that you have to put this out suggests problems. Assuring tweets won't fix public perception. Do you people have a top-notch PR firm? Absolutely tone deaf. The entire administration is absolutely tone deaf. Listen, they're eating themselves now. You are seeing the definition in play of the word implosion. Yeah. That entire administration is imploding. And 2022, I don't know if they can even come back right now to make 2022 not be an absolute bloodbath. That's true. Now, my worry is... And we've said this before in past episodes. My worry is that all you have to do right now to win is not be a Democrat. And that is a very dangerous proposition for this country. Because now it's not that we are trying to elect a good conservative, right? Or that we are trying to elect somebody who has constitutional values. You just have to have an R on your name. And when that happens, that's how you end up with the 40 or the 30 year politicians you, that's how you end up with the politicians that are in it for themselves and not their people. When there is when the bar is so low to get elected that you're like, well, listen, I don't know anything about this guy, but he's not a Democrat. So I'm going to elect him. I'm going to vote for this guy. And the next thing, you know, that guy forgets where he came from. He is just in it for the money, for a job. Look at AOC. I mean, my God, now, I, I mean, you got to give it to AOC, I guess, right? She has her beliefs and she sticks to them. A platform. Good. Good for her. But look at her. She goes from being a bartender to $176,000 a year. Man, that is fuck your morals money. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a heavy check. Every, it changes every, every two weeks. Right. Right. Every two weeks. And, and I bet you the first time she saw how much taxes got taken out, she was like, do you, do you know she what? was on the phone with Bernie yeah. immediately. She's yeah. like, listen, bro. Yeah. Listen, we're going to text the rich, but not us. <laughs> exactly. Which, when which, I say rich, I mean everybody, but like, we're going to set the threshold at $177,000. Yeah. We're going to keep an eye on the, uh, Kamala Harris thing for sure, because it's, it's, it's interesting. The timing, why would well, CNN do it? Is CNN trying to get some of their viewers back? Oh, like, dude, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah. They're in trouble. Yeah. But you know, it, it actually surprises me because I have said all along that I thought they were keeping her out of the limelight because they wanted, they were going to make her the next nominee. Yeah. They and, weren't even going to make Biden the nominee and they were trying to keep her away from the train wreck that is this administration. And if that's what they were trying to do, it has backfired gloriously, gloriously. 
the American people have seen right through it. She's at 28%. How do you come back from that? So enough about her. You, uh, you did mention Bernie Sanders, right? Oh my God, please, please <laughs> tell me you're going to talk about Elon Musk. Elon. You... <laughs> Dude, he's my new favorite guy. Elon. Listen, torched him. Elon Musk is becoming my best friend. I'm actually going to, I'm going to send him a friend request on Facebook and be like, maybe he'll do the pod. Dude, he is the Twitter war between <laughs> Elon Musk and Bernie Sanders is fantastic. But Dan, you're our Twitter guy. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you get into that. Yeah. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was kind of crazy because, um, you know, he did his normal, you know, Signaling to all his people where, you know, it's about time for the billionaires to pay their fair share period. And uh, I mean, what's the fair share? I mean, ha- half, uh, you know, if you make, uh, you know, $70 billion and you got to give away $35 billion of it in taxes, I mean, that's half of your money is a fair share. Just because you can live off a, a, a ton of other billions uh, doesn't mean that you should have to give up 75%. And the only people calling for that is people that don't have $70 billion right. coming in a year. Because, you know, all the hard work that you put into that, the, if they start taking 75% of your money... Let me score real quick. The next thing you're going to do is move out of the country. Let me score real quick. This is just a one-word answer. And we'll move on. We'll talk about another episode. Mm-hmm. Flat tax, we'll say 10%. For it or against it? Um, I'm One, for it. For it? But, okay, but, good. But higher than 10%. So everybody, though. We're talking flat. Yeah. yeah. You think everybody should right. pay what? Right. Because if, if it was closer to like 15 Okay. Then, then not only you're going to get taxed on your wages. Then when you know when whenever you, we talk about t- flat tax, we'll talk about ten percent only because ten percent is easier math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, mean, I agree. Dan's I agree. like, I think it should be seventeen point four six percent. I'm yeah, like, shit. Yeah, okay, seventeen point yeah. four six. Because 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 when I go and buy the new Subaru, uh, I'm paying a hefty chunk, right? When you go and buy, when Jim Larkin goes and buys his yacht. Yeah, then you're then you're gonna pay a chunk of chunk, you know. Yeah, like yeah. So so it's gonna, I'm all it's for gonna flat tax. Out. I am a hundred percent on board with flat tax. There's no reason why just because you are a successful businessman that you should have to pay fifty percent, seventy five percent of your earnings just because you have more money. That's ridiculous, right? What that is is equality, right? They're trying to make everybody have the same amount of money. If you have a billion dollars, well, you know what? You have to get rid of it all until you're down to two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, because so, you can live on that. Right? Like, you can live. You, you can't live on two hundred thousand dollars. Racist. So no, I'm a hundred percent on board with a flat tax. So anyway, go ahead with Elon. So, <laughs> so fantastic. So do you have it? I got it here. Yeah. So he all pulls right. him up and 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 says, you know, we must demand. The, Oh, I have a terrible Bernie impersonation. Well, no, you know what? It's not that bad. When you first did it, yeah. I was like, this is horrible, yeah. but it's yeah. only going to get better. Now, I do expect you to go home and practice, but this is <laughs> this is not bad for the first time. We must demand that the extremely wealthy pay their fair share, period. And then Elon jumps right in and goes, I keep forgetting that you're still alive. <laughs> I mean, I keep forgetting you're still alive. I'm an asshole, and I wouldn't even post something oh, like that. Shit. You know, this guy's the. Face Can you of- imagine you with a billion dollars? <laughs> Could you imagine Dan with, with fuck you with money? Fuck you money! Oh like I don't even give a fuck. I don't care. Fire me. I don't. Whatever. Man, so uh, I keep forgetting that you're still alive, and that tweet itself has thirty-four thousand comments, sixty-three thousand retweets, and two hundred and seventy-six thousand likes. Okay. Crazy. So Elon jumps right in after somebody had made a comment um, uh, 
the comment that <laughs> it's so good. I read this last night. Give him credit though. Use the name. Uh, Pranay Padhole. Pete Padhole. <laughs> Bernie's the kind of guy that shows up to a potluck with no dish but Tupperware containers to take food home. <laughs> Elon goes, Bernie's a taker, not a maker. Oh my which God. which is one hundred percent true. Right? That guy uh, that guy, he's never started a business. He's never never had a job other than government. Never never paid a corporate tax, nope. never never paid, you know, um uh, shipping nope. tax. But you know what he wants? He your wants, money. He wants me to. He wants your money. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. So Oh my God! He's gonna get it. Shows up at a potluck, empty Tupperware. <laughs> God damn! And I didn't even plan on getting into this, and uh, it's, great. it's 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 a mix, it's a big spag now because a bunch of people are on Elon's side because they're like, look what this guy's doing. He's literally trying to colonize another planet so we don't lose our species. Okay, and what I don't care how you feel about it. I, I personally am like, you know, you and Jeff Bezos, you know, have a dick measuring contest right now about who's putting rockets up into space. When we can literally use all that money for anything else. Okay, but here's where I'm different. And again, this is probably the libertarian in me, right? But here's where I'm different is I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if Jeff Bezos, I don't give a fuck if Elon Musk wants to fire rockets into space every fucking day. You know why? It's his money. He earned the money. And if he wants to blow it all, blow it all, man. That is your money. I don't care. Go ahead, have at it. That's not money that I'm, and any money he has from me. Now, Elon Musk probably doesn't have any of my money. Jeff Bezos has a lot of my money, right? And if Jeff Bezos wants to take that money that I voluntarily gave him and he wants to whatever, he wants to go into space with it, okay. If Musk wants to make electric cars that, you know, do a hundred and some of these videos I've seen like 157 miles an hour. Okay. I don't give a shit because that's money I voluntarily gave you, right? You had an idea. You took the risk. You made the money. That's your money. Do what you want with it. I don't care. It's not like you're taxing me and making me give you this money. Now you're wasting it. Go waste it. Buy a fucking Laffy Taffy factory for all I care. I don't give a shit. I don't. I get it. But, you know, I also can't come with that mentality where, like, we don't have much time left on, on the planet. Okay? So what? Well, How do you figure? Where are you coming with that? Because oh, if I only live to be 80, I'm already half dead. Oh, oh, oh you mean you as a person, not as a, as person. a species. Every, all of us as a person. Sure, 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 if sure. If you live to be 100, you're lucky. Listen, and those I, last And those I last five today, years suck. I woke up today, and I had a little bit of chest pain, and I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm coming for you, Fucking, This is it. I hope Dan does good with the podcast. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know what? We're going to get viewers, because people are going to want to hear my voice. They're going to be like, who was this guy that just yeah, died? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well. Well, so far, though, I think I'm good. I have an Apple Watch, and it's not saying that I'm in AFib, so I guess that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so <clears throat> that, this is going to be an interesting back and forth, because the people who support Bernie want to see people like Elon Let me suffer ask you financially. This. When you pass a car on the highway... And you see a Bernie Sanders sticker on the back of it. And you have, you have something in your mind about how this person is going to look when you get up next to the car. You see a Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders sticker and you're like, okay. I go, they're going to have a mask on sitting by themselves in their car. Correct. They might have dreadlocks, and right? White, white or and have dreadlocks. Or mittens. <laughs> right? They're going to be, yeah. And you pull up next to them. How often are you wrong? I'm, I'm, I'm very rarely, wrong. almost never, almost never. Right. Very, it's very like the wrong. people that have the cat stickers. Oh, cat mom on the back of their car. You're like, this chick is going to look like a cat mom. You pull up and you're like, yep, you have fucking 12 cats at your house right now. I'm not touching that. 
Why? You have to, how many cats do you have? <laughs> I, many, have I have a cat mom at home. Okay. How many cats? Do you have 12? We have two. Oh, that's not a cat mom. Jesus fuck. But listen, we had a cat before. I mean, if you can find a cat, cats are pretty fucking cool if you find the right cat. Cats are cool. I don't have a problem with cats. Now, I'm a, I'm a dog guy. I'll tell you what else, squirrel, but I'll tell you what else I've, I've discovered. So my whole life I've had male dogs, right? And I love them. I love my dogs. Um, for the first time ever, we have a female dog. She's big. She's supposed to be a golden doodle, and she is, but she's her. <laughs> More golden than doodle? Yes. Yes. Her percentages are kind of reversed. Um, we got DNA done on her because we didn't believe she was a golden doodle. Um, but she's a female. I will never have a male dog again. She is not disgusting. She does not feel the need to piss on everything. She doesn't, you know, she's not territorial. She's sweet as hell. I will never have a male dog. You know what? Fight me. All right. Squirrel. So I'm Jim. This is Dan. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Let's shift gears. And- All right. So let me shift gears because I got something I want to talk about. So this administration is absolutely, and I've, I've used the phrase before, but I love it, is tone deaf, right? They don't hear what's going on outside of their own little bubble in the administration. I say because they don't have to. Uh, well, no. Because they, they feel like they get the votes they, anyway. They feel like it, right? But but I believe that there is going to come a day of reckoning for them very quickly. Um let me just play a little clip here for you of Ron Klain. Ron Klain's the chief of staff for Joe Biden. And let me play it and then we'll talk about it. I'll probably stop it halfway through uh, or stop. You know, we'll talk about it. But here's here's Ron Klain. Success of that approach. Before you were in charge of sort of making sure that all the levers of the federal government um, ran and, and having that job 24-7, you were um, a very astute political um, observer on these programs and many others here. And I wonder what your theory of the case is, what your analysis is, uh, what happened last Tuesday for Democrats. Well, look, Nicole, I understand that voters are frustrated. We inherit. All right, real quick, uh, this is MSNBC. So he's in friendly territory and they are asking him about what his analysis is on last Tuesday, which was the election, the gubernatorial elections. Gubernator, goob, that's a weird word, dude. It's one of those words that if you say it like five times, it stops. Gubernatorial. It's not right, but it stops meaning anything. It was like, uh, what, what movie was that where they were like roads, roads, row ads, row ads. It stops meaning anything. Squirrel. Squirrel. So anyway, he's talking about the gubernatorial elections there in Virginia and New Jersey. So that's where we're at. A mess from Donald Trump. We inherited uh, 4,000 people a day dying from COVID. Uh, we inherited only 50,000 jobs being created a month. Uh, giant supply chain problems. All these problems. I'm proud. So right now, this administration is still blaming Donald Trump for everything and blaming him for shit that I don't think is true. Supply chain issues under Donald Trump. Do you remember container ships stacked up off each coast with Donald Trump? No. No. Right. Because if they were, the media would be telling you about it. Sure they would. Oh, my God. Not only do we have that, but we had tariffs. Right. China was paying tariffs on all the goods they were sending. There were no supply chain issues at all. But Ron Klain here, he believes they inherited all these problems. They inherited the supply chain issue, which is absolute horseshit. They created this supply chain issue. Don't be fooled. Progress we've made in these tense months, these 10 months. But I totally respect the view of the voters that we haven't made enough progress yet, that we have enough, haven't gotten enough done yet. COVID is down by 75% from when we came here, but it's not down all the way. Uh, we've made progress on creating jobs, but we have to deal with inflation and supply chain problems. So I think what voters were saying on Tuesday was, you know what? Not enough yet. 
and we need to do more. And that's what we're doing. Again, you know, starting next Monday, signing the infrastructure bill, uh, working with the House to pass the Build Back Better plan, uh, which will help bring down inflation, bring down the cost of living, uh, bring down people's expenses. Uh, you know, we, we are not at mission accomplished by any stretch of the imagination. We have a lot more work to do. Uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what we're about. And, uh, and I respect the fact that voters haven't seen enough progress yet from Washington to feel good about things. So, so here is the thing. Ron Klain, if you listen to him. So let's be clear about what happened on Tuesday. Right. Let's be clear about what happened in Virginia and even what happened in New Jersey. While the Republicans may have not have won the gubernatorial race, the fact that we got so close, and I know you don't like moral victories, but the fact that we got so close in a consistently blue state, what happened in these two states was the Nagasaki man for the Democrats. It we just it dropped. It should have put them on notice. We dropped an atomic bomb. It should have put them on notice. But what? But, Virginia but tone deaf on you right there. Right, Virginia. 50 seats turned red, 50 seats in, the, in, in their legislature. Now, what Ron Klain is saying, you know what, what, they, what they read this as? We're, we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. You know what we need to do? We need to ramp up our agenda. We know that we're not doing enough for you, so we're going we're gonna to do even more. We need more wins. Yep, we're going to do even more for you. Absolute tone deafness, and I hope they do. I hope they ramp it up because in 2022, you want to talk, everybody throws around the word wave, right? Red wave, blue wave. In 2022, holy shit. It is going to be glorious, my or friend. Or they're all going to end in a really close tie with the blue edging. I'm just by Listen, bit. what I'm talking about is legit races. I'm not oh, talking okay. about, okay. yeah, I'm not talking about 2 a.m. truckloads yeah. of ballots yeah. showing up. Squirrel. But Ron Klain it's not was. not squirrel. Ron Klain was. Bitch, don't overuse squirrel. I love squirrel. Don't be. Ron Klain was a registered as a lobbyist for Fannie Mae in 2005. Not only was he like, you know, on the staff of like, like all these loser uh, political presidential runs, John Kerry and all, all these other guys. Um, he worked in Clinton's campaign. Listen, Ron Klain is the swamp. Al Gore. He is yeah, the swamp. Yeah, he's been deep 100%. in all of them. He was going to take Rahm Emanuel's spot in Obama's, I keep wanting to call him O'Biden, oh, Obama's God, administration, uh, but he chose to go back into the private sector uh, until he can get, you know, real close to the, to, the, to the new president. So he's making moves at the White House. You can guarantee he's one of the people that uh, as much as I hate to hear that a president has handlers and the president really doesn't get to make his own decision. And that's why I'm leaning way off of putting old people in the White House. I get you. I, need, I get you. I need young people with good Listen, ideas I, that look, don't need, I'm with don't you. need a handler. I'm with you. I don't want presidents to have handlers. Biden needs handlers. The right? only handler I want you to have is, is for your guy to tell you if it's legal or not. Okay, fair. But That's listen, it. Biden needs handlers because he has dementia. I don't think there's any, anybody who says he doesn't is living in uh, fucking some twilight zone fucking land, right? Donald Trump needed a handler. I can't wait for, for this to get labeled as fake news. Like they're missing context. It's it's really, they're, they're claiming exactly. he has dementia, but it's like early onset Alzheimer's. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, if we ever get a show Listen, that has that has that has a little post on the bottom, I don't care if it's a COVID stand. Oh, we, we've arrived. We've arrived. We have arrived. We're doing it for you. Listen, 
Donald Trump needed handlers. I mean, let's be honest, right? And this is what you said in that other episode that was so, I listened to this episode of me and you, and I laugh at it. I'm like, dude, I would listen to this and I'm in it, right? When you said that Donald Trump had a cell phone with Candy Crush on it, and they were like, hey, look, China can hack your phone. He's like, who the fuck are you to talk to me? Don't. Don't shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your Can God- I fire this guy? He's looking at Mark Meadows. Can I fire him? <laughs> you shut your goddamn mouth. Like, no, he's in the police union for Secret Service. You can't fire him. <laughs> but but seriously, he needed handlers, right? He needed somebody who said, look, you are not allowed to have a phone between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. Because at 3 o'clock every morning, you tweet out the most fucking random shit. And we wake up in the morning and we're like, God damn it. Right, right. He was out of control. He was. And God, nobody, it was nobody, funny, so, uh, No one ever told Shit. him, though. But that's, that's uh, fine. So you're still, are we still on Ron Klain? Or are we well, we're, on? We're, we're on the administration. So here's another clip here from Biden, right? Where this is Biden. Now, this is coming off Twitter. So I'm going to give credit where credit's due. At Tom S. Elliott. Biden blames his inflation crisis on Americans buying too many goods online. Here's the clip. So on the one hand, we're facing new disruptions to our supplies. At the same time, we're also experiencing higher demand for goods because wages are up. As well as as well as people have money in the bank. Okay, hold the fuck on, because if you did not get a six percent raise last year, your wages are not up. That's fake news, Jim. The, <laughs> it's five point eight percent, and you know it. You're just rounding up because you want us to get you know stamped. What? As, you know what? As, Fine. Missing context. You know what? Fine. Five percent. If you didn't get a five percent raise last year, you are. You're out, out money. You're taking a loss. You're out money every single month. And you want to talk about money in the bank? I don't want to talk about my personal finance and nobody's business. But I will tell you this, that my savings account, like I have just enough money in there to stop the bank from closing it. That's where I'm at, right? I've got girls in college. I got three girls. For those of you that have daughters, you know how expensive girls are. And I am... Maybe I should be that dad that's like, nope, 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 nope. got to live on your own. You got to learn a valuable lesson here. Nope. If my daughters text me and they're like, I need money for groceries, my girls aren't going to eat. I'm going to pay for their food, right? They're not going to eat ramen. Now, people are saying, well, fuck, when I was in college, I ate ramen. Okay, well, you know what? That's not my girls. My right. girls are going right. to eat. I am taking care of my girls. There is nothing more important in this life to me than my girls. And if I need to spend every last dollar I have to make their life better than my life was or is, I will do that. And I may be the only person in the country that is holding on to every dime the government sent me uh, in the bank in case I got to send it back. <laughs> I get those checks and I tell my wife, I'm like, look, we're probably going to have to send this back, but we got bills to pay. We'll, yeah, we'll, listen, we'll we're worry about this. But that's the money he's probably talking about in the bank is like, we gave you $1,400. Right. One time you remember hey, listen, do you remember that time we yeah. gave you a $600 check taxpayers? Yeah. How about them child tax credits? You getting those? Kiss my feet, yeah. peasants. Yeah. And they're like, Kiss we're, my we're feet. Gonna, I'm like, I was going to get that at the end of the year anyway. And they're like, but you get it now. Oh. Bud. And I'm like, what? whatever. All right. I'll be honest. I That is where I've stopped this clip every time because I listen <laughs> to that and I'm like, God damn this mother. You so I'm going to go ahead and play There's it. no consequence for him. There's no one fact-checking him. There's nobody no, putting no. any context underneath anything no. he's saying. And you know what? Because we're going back on that like liberal that. episode. That is one of the things I said, is the media absolutely is the fourth arm of the Democratic government. They it, are, did, it didn't get enough push like it. Like we should have kept on right, right. pushing it. The media is the fourth arm of the Democratic government. The media is the propaganda arm of the federal government. And they're going to make sure that Joe Biden does not look 
to be in a bad light. I mean, that's ever. why that's why the Kamala hit piece happened. Right. I think. Uh, nah, nah, you're not you're not believing it, but that's a that's a chink in the armor right there. Oh, it is. It's a chink in the armor for sure. I mean, but CNN's scared. CNN is afraid right now that they're looking at the numbers and they are paying a lot more out than they're bringing in right now. Right, right. CNN and this is, is failing. This is going to step us, when you finish this clip off, we're going to jump right into media influence. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I'm going to play this and I'll probably stop it while it's going, but I have no idea what's coming right now. And you know why I don't know? Oh, this is going to be good. You know why I don't know? Because it's Joe Biden. And you've always stopped it right here and be like, this guy. All right, so I'm going to start know. it right now. Here we go. Sounds about right. The media is like, listen to how elegant he sounds. <laughs> so elegant. Him. Listen, did you hear what he said? Squirrel, press play. Play. Because of the strength of our economic recovery, American families have been able to buy more products. And, but guess what? They're not going out guess to what? dinner and lunch and going to lo- local bars because of COVID. So what are they doing? They're staying home, they're ordering online, and they're buying product. Well, with more people with money buying product and less product to buy, what happens? The supply chain's the reason. And the answer is you guys. I'll get to that in a minute. But what happens? Prices go up. So we got nearly 20% more goods coming into the country than we did before the pandemic struck. In 19 days, excuse me, COVID-19 has changed the way we spend our time and our money. More products are being delivered than ever before. That's because people have a little more breathing room than they did last year. I don't think everybody got a 6% raise. First off, I don't have any more breathing room, dude. It is right now in my life, I am looking at my bills. And I am prioritizing which bill needs to be paid. I don't have any more breathing room. This is for him to blame online shopping for this. I don't have. But nobody's going to call him out on it. Of course they're not. If this was Donald Trump, the, oh my God. Can field, you even imagine? Oh, field day. It would be unbelievable. There's only like uh, nine seconds left. That's a good thing. But it also means we got higher demand for goods at the same time we're facing disruptions in the supplies to make those goods. So I feel like if, if Trump was in office, he, he would go, okay, going to build a port right next to the one in L.A. We're going to get two ports now because this is what you do when you need to really open it up. You know, like he would actually have an answer and then, you know, they would be like, oh, he wants to build another port. It's going to take two years to build a port. It's going to be too late. You know, like they would always have that come back and be like, well, I mean, he's got an idea, but, but this guy has no ideas. This guy has no ideas. No, he he doesn't. And well, does anybody really think that any idea that comes from him is from him? Nobody does. No, nobody does. No, it's so. Let's get conspiracy. Oh God, I wish oh. we had our jingle. Let's get conspiracy oriented here. Who do you think's running the government? Honestly, well, you can go back to the private company in Washington that was handpicked by Biden to to be all in. To his administration, and I can't remember the name of the company. If you Google, here's here's the company that runs America now. They'll come up, and I'll I'll pull it up. Unless you are, no, I'm not. They, uh, I'll tell you who I think. Honest to God, I think this is Obama's third term. And you look at who is in Joe Biden's cabinet; they are all Obama appointees. Yeah, I think it's Obama's third term. Come on, Dan, you're killing me. I know, right? I should have had this up there. And Google is Google's not going to give it to me. <laughs> no, you're going to have to go to DuckDuckGo. Google is not going to give it to you. DuckDuckGo will probably have it as first uh, first result. 
But who do you think? Who does Dan think? I'm going to tell you their names here in a minute. You don't know? No. Dan, I, what's the Third Amendment? <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> quartering soldiers. Quartering troops. You're They're, correct. But isn't that the one where they said they can do it? No, they, yeah, they cannot. Oh, they can't. They cannot. Okay. Okay. Cannot. Okay. Okay. So uh, the secretive consulting firm that becomes Biden's cabinet in waiting, West Exec Advisors, was founded in 2017 by Tony Blinken who is now the secretary of state. Mm -hmm. So Tony Blinken, not to be confused with a Blinken. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you wanted to use that joke? (laughs) Lincoln. So, 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 so West, hold on. Can we give that joke the due that it's deserved? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You're still talking and I'm like a Blinken. That's amazing. Right. So West exec, um, they, by not directly advocating for federal dollars on behalf of their clients, they don't have to publicly divulge who's paying, who's paying them. Right. And they avoid become becoming registered lobbyists or foreign agents and are instead becoming strategic consultants. They're loaded with former top Democrat national security and foreign political officials who raised money for the Biden campaign and have joined his transition team. At least 21 of the 38 West exec employees listed on the firm's website donated to the Biden campaign. All veterans of the Obama administration are on leave from the firm to help staff Biden's review team for the Pentagon, the Treasury Department, the Council of Economic Advisors and other agencies which are charged with coordinating the transfer of power between the outgoing Trump officials and Biden's appointees. So I don't have all the names of all these bastards that are from this company that are now in government, but that, my friend, is who's running the government. Pro- okay. Prove me wrong. No, I, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I. You know what? I don't know who's running the government. You know, you know who's not running I it. I know who's not running it. It is definitely not Joe Biden. All right, so let's and jump. So, Squirrel, let's jump into media influence now. Okay, that's not Squirrel. We're still talking about the same. Listen, no, I don't, I don't think Squirrel means what you think it means. <sighs> I mean, if I got off, we're talking about who's running the government, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, what do you think about the Second Amendment? And then you're like, Squirrel. I'm like, all right, that's Squirrel. Okay, well, but this whatever. is not. If we're talking about the same whatever. shit, just because you want to go to the next topic, we you know are what? going to the you next know topic. What? <laughs> Fuck this podcast is done. <laughs> so, welcome. To, uh, thanks for tuning oh, into Paul oh, Bless oh, America. Yeah. I'm Jim. <laughs> And we're going, we're still going. So the media influence has, has been a problem for a long time, right? And we had we spoke about it in the, the the previous one where the liberal even admitted that the media could have spun Donald Trump into a positive light had they wanted to, right? Easy to do. I he would have made it a little tough, but you know who's making it really tough right now for them to spin in a positive light? Joe Biden, right? Joe Burden is not helping them out one bit with anything, whether it's farting uh, over there. <laughs> I don't think he farted. No? No, I think he shit his pants. No, that's two different things. Oh, which one? Yeah, that's two separate things, right? He definitely shit himself in the Vatican. <laughs> And he farted so long and loud. Like, you know how the old people have the. <laughs> and the whole time they're just reading. They're like, yeah, yeah. And whoever yeah. it was that, that reported on it to the news in the country that she's from, she was like, she couldn't stop talking about it. And it, it probably smelled terrible, but I digress. Um, the media cool. influence, <laughs> the media influence is so bad because Let's let's just look at the, you know, John Durham's not done with his investigation. 
Okay. This thing, I swear to God, We're when jumping. is this thing going to be over? Well, 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 forget it. Forget it. Let's let, let it take as long as it, as long as it takes, you know, because there's really no malicious intent on his side. Like that was for the special counsel to sit there and hold it and 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 make it stay a story until the AG got in there and told him, hey, man, if you got nothing, shut it down. Right. So. The media was able to spin that whole entire story. And when it starts to fall apart, they're never on the hook for being wrong about it. Right. All they did was stir that shit up and they were complicit. They were a hundred percent complicit in this whole entire thing. And you can take it from the Russian dossier, which is turning out to be even worse than, than we thought as far as. What does Sean Hannity say about it every single day? <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Don't, don't. <laughs> I can never deliver it right, and I always stumble through it, but he delivers it good. Come on, dirty the, the, dusty you bought and paid for. Yeah, that whole thing, and he does and he does it good. So let's say that it turns around and like they, they start arresting more people and they start climbing that ladder. The media is never going to take a step back and go, uh, we missed that one, guys. The media will never take a step back because, and I've, I've said it in this, I think this episode, the media is the fourth arm of the federal government. Right. And then you can, they're the propaganda arm. So it is state run, state run media. That's what it is. It is state run media. When you hear things about state run media out of North Korea, state run media out of Russia, this is state run media, MSNBC, CNN, uh, they are state run media. They are clear. I don't care what you uh, listen. I don't have any proof of this at all. You will never convince me. Otherwise they are running their stories through the federal government. This is what we're going to run. Is this okay? I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Yeah. So you have that with the whole influence that it had on the whole entire thing. Then you have the Hunter Biden laptop. Right before the election, it got squashed, squashed heavy by Twitter, by by all the big techs, squashed it. And then after the election, they were like, it, wasn't, it could have been true. You know, I'm but- not going to get any further into this. Then to tell you, the Hunter Biden laptop is 100% true. That's not conspiracy theory. I am telling you that it is 100% true. Continue. But the damage that it had when they suppressed that story to coming out after the election and being like, could have been true. There was like 50 people from the intelligence community that like all signed this letter and sent it to CNN that was like, it's Russian propaganda. Had they found Don Jr.'s laptop, do you think they would have suppressed it? No. And also, the even if it was fake, like the dossier was, you wouldn't Dirty have- Dirty you, you wouldn't have- Paid for Clinton. We need that sound bite, right? <laughs> we do. I'm going to send Sean Hannity an email, see if he'll come on here. Well, they, they would have- Why are you blowing me off? It's tough. It's tough for me because it's pissing me off. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Because the 50 people that signed it, you know, the 50 intelligence community, it was led by Clapper. and blah, blah, blah. There's no repercussions for them. There's never repercussions for them. They can say what they want. They can do what they want. There's never repercussions. Right. There's right. never. Right. And even the light they're trying to spin the, Ridden, the Rittenhouse trial in. Oh, who, who just retracted their story? Who was that? Oh, was a media organization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, who was that? They ah. had to retract it where they called him a murderer. CBS, I think. Was it CBS? Yeah, look right. it up. They look call it up. A double I, murderer. I, think, I don't want right? to be wrong, but they before the verdict came out, they called him a murderer. And I'll tell you what, Kyle Rittenhouse 
Today, just to date our, our podcast, today the judge has dismissed the weapons charge, which was probably the best charge they had. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to walk from this thing as well he should. This was 100% self-defense. Now, we're going to get off here. Do you want to get off? Do you want to talk about Kyle? Well, because we were running out of time. No, I think Kyle could be a whole nother episode, especially after the verdict. All right. Right. We'll wait. But it says right here that, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse to sue Biden for libel, attorney says. Now, you can't. Or he should. But he you, should. You can't, you can't sue or you can't bring a president into court. Well, no, you can't sue the president. But what you can do is sue the media organizations who were calling you a murderer. And uh, what was his first name? Sandman? Yeah. I mean, he is going to be, he's wealthy. He's set for the rest of his life. For yeah, all, I bet you. I, I think he got somewhere like along the couple hundred million dollars. Sure he did. Yeah. So, and I think Rittenhouse is going to be in a position to do that. And I think it was CBS that called it. They had to retract their story. And it's weird. It's not coming up in Google either. No, I bet not. Go God, to DuckDuckGo, dude. DuckDuckGo. I, I deleted little. DuckDuckGo. Why? I was running out of space. <laughs> delete Google. I need, a, I need a new phone. They won't let you delete Google. There's a lot of things in this phone that are set for this phone and you can't, you can't get it. Oh, you're them. not using Chrome? They come with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I got, I got a ways to go on, on, on being updated on this phone. I'm not even going to tell people which. which DuckDuckGo. I mean, it's I, Google is certainly a superior search engine, but DuckDuckGo is giving you what you want to know. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the, uh, that's the birdshot episode and, uh, you know, all, right. all around. Yeah. We'll just call it a day then. I mean, I, I would love to get into Kyle Rittenhouse and maybe next week. Or even this week. Yeah. This I think week. the the verdict's probably coming down. Yeah. As soon as or the, they're going to be done today. So as soon as the verdict drops and we see what happens, you know, I'll I, tell you what's going to happen. Oh, if it I, doesn't happen, it's a travesty. He is not guilty. Oh, oh, I was, I, I already assumed he's going to be not guilty, but I'm just saying that I have a hard time believing that people are going to riot because there wasn't a black person involved in the shooting. So it wasn't like one of those things. And it's, um, there's a Democrat in, in power right now. And when, when these companies and, and these and these billionaires are funding these people to riot, it's only to make the other side look bad. So I, I'm I'm really thinking that if it is a riot, it's gonna it's only gonna be about a day. It's not gonna be a week. I don't think Kenosha burns um, because of who's in office, and we'll 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 see we'll see at the end. Do we have time for one more soundbite? We do have time for one more soundbite. Right, this is the last one, and I, the, on my personal Facebook page, I put this on under the tone deaf category. God, I wanted to talk about this today, too. All right, we'll go quick. So this one is Jen Psaki on rising energy costs, right? And this is the, I think we're Daily Wire here. Daily Wire. Yep, Daily Wire. Jen Psaki on rising energy costs makes even stronger case for doubling down on our energy agenda. And just kind of taking a step back, there's some Republicans who have taken this moment where they've seen gas prices spike to criticize for the administration big picture, right? Canceling Keystone Pipeline, halting leases for new drilling leases on federal land, saying that sort of the administration's policies writ large have contributed to the rise in gas prices. What's your response now to that? Uh, our response is that, uh, one, we haven't ex we haven't canceled existing. Uh, ex there are existing leases that are continuing. A, just to be clear, I know so you know not that. New not new leases, but just to be clear, I know that's been a criticism. So that's why I said that, not an accurate one. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. So Jen Psaki here is saying that the rising gas prices, she's basically 
telling you what their agenda is right now, what their ultimate goal is for this, that the rising gas prices are even more evidence as to why we need to go green, why we need to go into electric vehicles. And I see why you put in the tone deaf category. Abs- unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. They, she believes, and I believe she believes this. Well, I don't know. Do you think she believes it? Jen Psaki is not stupid. That's a tough one. <sighs> I'd have to put her on polygraph, right? <laughs> put her on a I would love to put her on public polygraph and be <sighs> like, listen, do you, do you I'm going to send her an email, see if she'll be on the show. God, can you that's imagine? Not, that's not going to happen. Can you imagine? That's not going to happen. If we got Jen Psaki here. Could we do Psaki bombs? <gasps> oh, oh my God. We'd be drunk with Jen Psaki and she would just be running off at the mouth. Oh my God. All right. I'm going to send her an email. Got it. So, but yeah, I mean, she's talking about how the rising gas prices just tell them they're right. We need to go further. We need to double down on this green energy. We need to get rid of all the, you see California now, you are not allowed to own, well, soon to be, they passed a law, you're not allowed to own a gas, a combustion engine in your weed whacker, in lawn equipment, period. So if they passed that in Ohio and you drove by me while I'm mowing my grass with a lawnmower, are you really going to get out and like write the ticket? Bro. Slap the cuffs on? Well, talk- let's not use me on this bad who, example. <laughs> who are you talking to? I mean, is anybody... Who are you talking to? Is anybody going to do that? Well, I don't know. There's probably, there's probably jackboots out there that would, you know, whatever the government says, but yeah, uh, no, I, but to hear her say this is just unbelievable to me. And and when we start going over the infrastructure bill, not line by line, but they're, they're categorized in 500 billion for this and 200 billion for that. When we start reading that, you're going to start seeing a lot of their agenda in there because there's, there's green automobiles and green things and and all kinds of shit in there for that. You know, she's saying that it's the rise in gas prices that are making the case for green energy. Yeah. They're but causing the problem. They are having the solution. Yes. Yeah. They are causing the problem and they are going to be the solution. We are coming to save the day. We are shutting down pipelines right now. She says, look, existing leases. And I don't know if that's true, but she's saying existing leases aren't, but it's not existing leases. We need more pipelines. We have pipelines, and they're looking at shutting down a fifth pipeline coming out of Michigan now. So for those of you living in Ohio, my guess is this is probably going to have some effect on us. Sure. They're looking at shutting down a fifth pipeline in the middle of an energy crisis, right? They are going to the Federal Trade Commission and asking them to petition OPEC to increase production. And OPEC's not going to do it. You know, the world wants to see us fail. OPEC's not going to do it. But a year ago, we didn't have to go to OPEC. We were selling fuel. We were selling energy to OPEC a year ago. Not now. Not now. Now we have to rely on them. And we're shutting down pipelines still in the middle of an energy crisis. I'm like, what? I, yeah. And that doesn't even go to say about natural gas and how, you know, especially the grid that's connected to Ohio PJM is going to be pretty heavily invested into natural gas energy infrastructure. And then when they start not being able to, to frack and get the stuff out there, then the price is going to jump up. But we're already paying three times as much for natural gas. 180% they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Right now. Yeah. At and normally, normally we get a deal on it because we're we're buying it in bulk for for energy uh, use. And uh, they're Well, not. when you say we, who are you talking about? The, the power industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The power industry. And just so you know, I mean, Dan is, uh, he's in the power industry. 
he knows what he's talking about here. He's been there for how many years? Five. And it's and it's a damn shame because they they pulled too many coal plants out too fast to have that reliability backup power like they've always should have been. And they put a bunch of gas units in, thousands of megawatts of gas units, no new nuclear units. The wind and solar just ain't, ain't cutting it. It's always going to be a sliver of the pie. It's never going to be, you know, unless you got, unless you got a 40-foot windmill on the top of your house and everybody has a 40-foot windmill <laughs> and it's really windy. <laughs> the wind never stops. Yeah, is, is the only time you're going to, you know, not even really be energy independent either because, you know, one windmill isn't going to run your whole entire house when you got two fridges going, the microwave, your furnace, all your kids' tablets. <laughs> like we can, we can go on and on about, you know, how much power you actually need to, to run a house. That's for a whole nother episode. What do you see in just generally, what do you see in the future for power for this country? You, Are we going to be hurting? Yeah, there needs to be a, a, a really big jump in how solar and wind operate, you know, they're, uh, if we continue on the track we're on right now, what do you think, let's say five years from now, where are we at? California. Rolling blackouts. Rolling blackouts. Yeah. Countrywide. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the grid's not built to have, you know, 50 megawatts here, 40 megawatts there. It's built to have 600 here, a thousand here, 1200 here. And they were spread out across the state pretty evenly. And then they had substations in between to help transfer and, and synchronize the condensers. And we can go on and on about all kinds of stuff that, that it needs, but it's not built for that. And that, and that could be in the infrastructure deal. I got to look into the infrastructure deal about where the grid's at. It's not built for that. And it's continually growing. Right. It's continually growing with all the houses that we're building with, you know, all the different uh, industrial parkways that are being built and the steel's making a comeback. And, you know, five, five years ago, you know, six years ago when the steel industry around us was dead, it was okay because they weren't pulling the megawatts. They needed to run furnaces. Now they're running furnaces. Now everything's been growing in every single city around us locally. So that's more, you know, pressure on the grid on top of everyone's going to be charging electronic cars pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't, they just, you know, they're, they're putting the cart in front of the horse. And when I was talking to a liberal about it, they were like, what should we do? Nothing. I'm like, well, I mean, you're going to have a couple cold winters before you realize like, Hey, we got to do something, but we got to do it right. We got to do it slow and we have to make it right. We just can't do it to, to do it. And that's the shame of it is that they want to do it with, you know, consequences to be damned. We'll have an episode coming up on prepping. Preppers were always crazy till they're not. Yeah, it's true. And having general knowledge, like, you know, take, take your kid outside and show them how you can do a stick fire because you can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Show them how to start a fire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, wood burners. I can't wait till my next house. It's going to be a wood burner. Yeah. I mean, I'm, almost unlimited fuel, right? Anything I can burn in that thing is going to give me heat. That's right. Um, so, all right, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get into prepping. I mean, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes to do, man. When we just, we just shoot from the hip and go yeah, all well, about, and I wish yeah, we had, the uh, problem is that we're squirrels and we're, I mean, this could be a four hour episode. It's good. We just keep rolling on. So, and this may be right. what we try to do live. You know right? what? Stop it. I'm done. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys coming. If you want to reach out to us, you want to talk to us, you want to bring up something, you want to tell us we're wrong. You want to be part of the show. You want to send us your phone number, have us call you hit me up at Jim at PBA podcast.com. You can always go to Twitter. Twitter and hashtag at pod bless America or Facebook at pod bless America. And let us know what your feelings are in these episodes. Uh, if you hate them. Let us know if you love them. Let us know. 
like I said, give us your phone number. We'll give you a call. We'll put you live on here. We'll talk about uh, whatever it is you want to talk about. So with that said, good episode. I'm out. This is Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. I'm Dan. Pod Bless America.